Hey, thanks for joining me for today's episode. Today's episode is titled Trust the Process and I bring on CJ. CJ is a creative director, a fashion designer, a father, a husband, a son and an inspiration to me. Today we're going to be talking about his design process. We're going to be talking about uh, where his inspiration comes from as well as mental health in fashion. So let's get into it. Hey CJ, welcome to the For The Creatives podcast. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's going well. Thanks for um, thanks for coming on. It's been um, a while in the making. Yeah, um, I've been super excited about doing this since the beginning of you saying you're going to do it. And I was like, <laughs> well, obviously I want to do it then. I want to be on. So yeah, it's nice yeah. to finally get on. Well, I'm very excited about this episode. Um, so I'd love to talk about sometime, like soon, um, a bit of your creative process, a bit of your journey um, with your clothing brand and how that's all going. But first of all, let's take it back to the beginning. Um, well, first of all, do you want to introduce yourself? Like, who, who is CJ? Hi, I am CJ to most, Charles to some. Um, Charles is my government name. I'm finally saying that out loud to people, so that's fun. There you go. It might have been the first time you've heard me say my government name. Yeah, it is. So um, I am 33 years old. I am from San Bernardino, California, and I am a fashion designer. I am a husband and a father of two, and I like to speak out about men's mental health. Yeah, awesome. So California, um, what's California like? What's California like? California's a lot like... Ooh, what do I say about California? In ways, California is exactly what you see on TV, and then California is nothing like what you see on TV. Yeah. So when it comes to the perfect weather, access to, um, like, snowy mountains, sandy, beautiful beaches, forests, deserts, that's all true about California. It's, It's... What's the downside? The downside would be, um, I'm not going to say downside, but it's, it's super expensive. Yeah. Um, things like LA are overrated for what people think they are. Um, I guess you, I guess like on movies and things like that, super overrated, super overcrowded. Um, something like Sydney, some people say as far as the crowds, um, but yeah, don't get me wrong. It's home. I love it. And I can't wait to go back this year. So originally you're from California and yeah. you are a fashion designer located in Queensland, Australia. Yes. What got you into fashion design originally? Um, originally, um, I, I just, like, I, like I've mentioned before, I've, I've always been into um, the, the putting together of clothes, more the styling aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and then once I realized I was able to that people actually made clothes. It was it was a thing that someone did. It wasn't just some magical machine that just spat out clothes. Yeah. Um, then I was just locked in and completely fascinated. And um, I, I jumped out. I actually didn't make clothes for a long time. Um, it wasn't until high school, until a couple of friends of uh, friends and I um, started to just silkscreen. Yeah. yeah. Because that was what. I thought it was to make clothes like you buy the garment and then you silk screen on it and that's kind of it and sewing clothes just seems so far away. Silk screening. What is silk screening? Silk screening is um or screen printing is the, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's the process of 
basically stenciling um, Plastisol, which is like an oil-based ink, onto yeah. a T-shirt. Um, people listening right now are probably wearing a silkscreen T-shirt. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that was the way of, of starting and thinking about constructing a garment from scratch was my dream, but it always seemed like, how do you do that? Like, yeah. how's that done, you know? <laughs> That's cool. And you mentioned in our previous conversation yeah. something about Cabbage Patch dolls oh, and yes, your sister. Oh, yes, um, Meant to touch on that again. Um, so with my sister's dolls, Cabbage Patch dolls and, like, Barbie dolls, they are, obviously they have clothes. Um, mixing and match, matching those different clothes was one of my favorite things to do yeah. just getting the different colors and like i said styling more than anything yeah until yeah. i realized that like these are made by people yeah yeah someone actually has to put them together yeah yeah your brand is lightning boy lightning boy clothing clothing yeah. when did you come up with that name and if you could describe it, the essence of lightning boy in one sentence what would it be the brand name lightning boy came from a prior endeavor that we never followed through with um, but it always resonated with me and when I went out on my own to do my own brand I took the name with me just because for me lightning boy meant to be seen and not heard um, whereas the thunder is the element of the lightning that you hear whereas yeah. the lightning is just that beautiful flash very boisterous without metaphorically opening its mouth yeah, um, yeah and that's how i always seen myself especially in high school making a statement without being yeah, too loud yeah. making a statement without making a sound yeah nice that's cool um and before we get into where you're at currently with the brand yeah. and that stuff between um you and your friends in high schools with silk printing screen printing then and now What's a um, brief overview overview of the journey or the process between now and then? That's or how this um, how your love for fashion and your passion for fashion has sort of developed into this brand. Um, I like to look at it like um, there's a trend on Instagram right now where it'll show someone complaining about where they are with their business and they say like, oh, I wish I had more people buying my paintings and then it flashed back to like a kid version of them and it says wait we're professional painters like yeah. I, I, thought, I think that's like the best trend ever so that's kind of where i'm at right now is is um there are times where i think oh i wish i was doing this or i wish i had that um yeah. at this point and then i kind of flash back to that kid who was in the garage thinking that sewing garments together from scratch was like this impossible task yeah um and it's like wait you have a business where you sew garments together from scratch and, and your own patterns and people buy yeah people like them <laughs> like people actually like them um so that that's what i always think about on that journey because i'm kind of where i've always wanted to be even when we started um just like painting shirts and things like that i've yeah, always yeah. wanted to be um at the point where i'm at now where i can where I'm making garments from scratch. I never really wanted to stick to t-shirts. I just did it yeah. because it was a way of expression and I could call myself a fashion designer. Yeah. But then it, it wasn't scratching that itch for me. So yeah. um, that that journey was pretty much a, a culmination of everything I needed to go to, to through to get to where I am now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. And I'm sure there were like many highs and lows and ups and downs. 
that um, have come with that? Um, yeah, many, many highs and lows. Um, I, I mean, we, we'd be here for hours if I went into <laughs> them. But <laughs> Has there ever been, maybe multiple, but um, a time where you've wondered if you should keep pursuing, um, like, I guess, fashion or this direction? Or have you always just been, this is what I'm pursuing, this is what I want to do? Um, in a way, it's always been, yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. Um, there's been plenty of times where I thought I'm not making as much money as I want to make or as, yeah. you know, someone else who's, you know, gone to do a plumbing apprenticeship or something or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. something more, um, what some would say sane. Um, but annoyingly enough, I never could stop. Yeah. Even at times where I thought it'd be best not to. I mean, I've done, I've worked a magnitude of different types of jobs. Yeah. But still, you know, designing and still working on the brand. So it's, it's no matter what I do, I know it's my, um, I can either treat it as like my dark passenger, you know, that I can't get rid of or as like my guardian angel that saves me. Yeah. Wow. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. Like it's something that's hard for, in my opinion, it's hard for non-creators or non-creative people to sort of understand, you know, when you're sort of pursuing this direction or this passion or something, even when you can't fully see at maybe in the moment how it's going to look in the future or how it's going to work out or even what your next two steps are. Yeah, right. Um, and, but you're still, you're so driven and you're like, this is what, this is what I love, even though sometimes we don't always love it sometimes, yeah, but yeah. like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, to have that passion and that drive, I think is something that can be really hard for some people to understand who haven't had that before. Right. Um, but I think it's also one of the most like beautiful things about being able to pursue um, something we're passionate about. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely a bit of a gift and a curse in that sense where it feels like um, sometimes there's been many times where I was thought, why couldn't I just want to be a doctor? You know what I mean? And just like go, not saying that being uh, a doctor is easy, yeah, but I yeah. mean, there's, there's a structure, there's, there's a bit a, of a structure to it yeah. or why couldn't I have been, you know, just whatever something you go to school for the X amount of years you take the degree, you apply mm -hmm. for the job, you show up for the job, you do your best. You know what I mean? You work hard. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times that obviously would have been, and I don't want to say easier, not an easier, a more steady route, I should say. Yeah. A more stable route. And it's something where you can like look at a timeline and you can be like, yeah, this is where I am on that timeline. Yeah. Whereas I feel like, I don't know how what you think about this, but I feel like... Um, pursuing a really creative um, career or pathway, that timeline can look a lot messier than yeah. more traditional pathways yeah. or jobs. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks a lot more like a roller coaster ride of yeah. ups and downs than that. Um, than like you said, than that like potentially Linear, straight yeah. timeline. <laughs> and not. And again, I don't want it to make. It, I don't want to make it seem like that if you go for something like being, you know, a doctor or a yeah. teacher or something that it's easy or straightforward or yeah. that's not what I'm saying. I, I guess I'm saying there's no roadmap yeah. to, um, to doing these kind of things. It's, it's creative fields is not only creative in the arts, it's creative in how you succeed in it. You have to create your path. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there are many other people who've done similar things, but a lot of times those things won't work for you. Whereas if you're going for, 
a degree in something, you could take a direct path that everyone else takes. Yeah. And you can get that degree. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's no, a cut out path. That. But if I take the same path as the next fashion designer, there's no guarantee. Actually, there's a, a large chance that it won't work the same for me. If you're just imitating their style. If you're style. just imitating the same, yeah, the same style or the way they the way they got on. Um, it's just, it's fun though. Like even talking about it now, I'm yeah. getting excited about it. I'm like, it's exciting. <laughs> no, I like that. Um, yeah, there's a different different process aspects of the journey for like us as creatives may be very similar but we've each got our own our own path and that can look slightly different yeah um and you know if we're just like doing that if we're just imitating another designer or something we're probably not being authentic to us exactly yeah exactly um so you are consistently one of the most creative people i know um (laughs) oh cool that is um that's pretty cool (laughs) I'm constantly influenced by everything, um, whether I'm seeing you in person or it's online. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I have a question, and this is a question I've been asking everyone. Okay. But what does creativity mean to you? Um, so many, like, buzzwords shot through my head when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what does it mean to me? It, it... I mean just to be a bit melodramatic for a second, like creativity is, is air, water, sun. It's, it's the way I'm able to live. Um, it's, I use creativity when it comes to parenting. I use creativity in my relationship, in my marriage. It's creativity is such a large part of my life and the way I create. Um, so it's really hard for me to even say what creativity is to me. It's, it's, it's a life force for me. Yeah. yeah. If literally, if I can't create, like I've, I've been through some times that were for lack of better terms, actually it's probably the best way to put it is yeah. just dark times where I couldn't create for whatever reason. Yeah. And, Oh, I don't ever want to have to, I don't ever want to have to say that I can't create or couldn't create. It was, it was that bad. You know what I mean? It was, it's, yeah. Um, so yeah, creating is, is a life force for me. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Going off of that, um, you mentioned before that your brand has a big, um, and you have just a big passion and a big focus and a big value around mental health. At what point, um, with your brand, with lightning boy, did that enter the, enter the picture? Like, you know, that, um, the messaging about mental health. Um, the messaging definitely wasn't always there no i take that back it wasn't there in an obvious sense yeah Yeah. um it was subconsciously there i didn't even know i was putting it there um but i was designing from a place of not crying for help but almost like resourcing my own therapy yeah through design through teaching myself how to sew through teaching myself how to create patterns from scratch um and just, just the idea of pushing myself to say, I can do the, I can complete one task now. Like say when I first started making pants, so I was like, all right, now I can make pants. Now I need to figure out a different type of pant. Like instead of being comfortable in that, I, I pushed myself to try to learn a different way of making pants or, or a harder way of making pants. Um, and to bring that back to the mental health side of things, the challenge was therapeutic. The yeah. challenge of, of, of um, 
dealing with the failure because I won't get it right the first time, the fifth time, the tenth time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the way I come out of that ended up being a a source of therapy for me. Um, and that, like I said, that was always in the clothing. So I, I once once I realized um, the connection between the two and that that brought me to a place of light out of the darkness, then I realized I can't be the only one that feels this way. Yeah. And it might not be somebody who's in a creative field. It could be anyone. Um, connecting that to the fact that I grew up where, and this isn't any slight to my parents, I just grew up in a in a culture where men didn't talk about feelings much. Yeah. Um, it sounds very cliche, but it's it's a real thing. Yeah. And the more I talk about it, the more I realize lots of men grew up like that. Yeah. Lots of men grew up where if certain things, like like crying, was something that you weren't able to express openly without feeling like, am I going to be judged by that? You know what I mean? Like, are, yeah. are these people going to judge me? Or like, if you fall over as a kid, it was always, come on, man, get up, get up. Come on, man, dust that off, yeah. get up. And you're like, no, man, it hurts. Like, I want to live in this real... for a second. And like, yeah, yeah. like, you're... Um, so connecting that just meant for me that I could be speaking to other people who are dealing with the same issues. And off of that, you've, um, you've got a shirt in the background here, which says, suppressing your emotion is suppressing the chance to feel and process them. Real men cry. So I'm loving seeing this more, more and more of the statements and stuff like influencing, whether it's in word or if it's just in style as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you heard of Piff Marty? Yes. He's one of my favorite at the moment. Um, He's like, my mother-in-law's favorite. Too, <laughs> um, yeah, like I love him, you know, singer, songwriter. Mm. Um, but I think I'm pretty sure he blew up from TikTok. So I think he'd okay. been putting a lot of work behind the scenes before then. Right. But then some of his some of his stuff blew up on TikTok. Mm. And um, then his Spotify just went off. Um, so, yeah, he's got a song called Boys Do Cry. Yeah. Um, but he's also been like writing songs based on things that people are sending in, I think on TikTok or Instagram. So mm. like someone sent in um, something that happened to them or something or, you know, around um, a lot of different topics, some around uh, mental health, some around um, just um, males and emotion. And yeah, writing, like using, using those stories to write raps or write songs about it. Yeah. Um, so similar in a sense as well to, you know, how you're creating fashion around different messages and stuff. I like, I just love the ability to create yeah. and share those stories. Um, yeah. Cause that's, that's pretty much what all he's doing is he's, mm. he's using his creativity instead of just rapping about something random, like his cars and jewelry or something like that. He's using it to spread a message. Yeah. Um, and still having fun with it because a lot of stuff's really funny still. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's, he's not, it's not like a PSA where everybody has to get sad. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. you're getting the message, you're getting, and he's a really good rapper. Actually. Yeah. He's a really he's, good lyricist. Like he's really good. Um, so I think, I think that's amazing. Yeah, I love him. Um, and I love what you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate it. Talking about um, mental health as well. So for you personally, what are some of the ways, like other than creating, are there a couple of things that you could mention that you do to take care of your mental health? Um, for me personally, um, at the top of my list under creating would have to be being outside in nature. Yeah. yeah. Not just 
I mean, if I have to go outside and just walk down the street, that's good too. But if I can choose, it's always in the bush somewhere. Yeah. It's always like <laughs> on a trail somewhere. Like I can go out for hours. Um, there are days where I'll leave here uh, maybe 4 a.m. and just go out into the bush and, you know, walk. Yeah. Run, sit take photos, just think, listen to music, listen to nature. And I can be out there for four or five hours at a time. Um, I think that's probably the top two. The third will be um, any kind of physical exertion. Yeah. Um, so basketball, love basketball, grew up playing basketball. Um, as most would assume when they see me, they always assume that. And I say no, just because they're right. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, same. I get asked wherever I go. <laughs> yeah, people ask, and I just say, no, I've never played. I've never seen a basketball. What is that? But, um, yeah, and, and the gym. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think th that's, that's my kit for self-care. And during all those things, uh, I usually have headphones on because I'm a big music person. Yeah. So uh, my self-care kit has to do with nature, creativity, physical exertion and a, a top it off with music yeah, yeah nice who were your who were your top three artists oh top three artists um i'm all over the place um it depends on at the moment then at not, the moment not at all time i mean i've got like a nipsey poster there and i've got like snoop dogs wine back here and i have <laughs> hey. wu-tang vodka so <laughs> nice, i love it nice. i um I have an NERD poster too. It's actually, it's down right now. Yeah. But um, NERD is probably my all-time favorite. Are you familiar with NERD? No, no. So NERD is um, a band that Pharrell is a part of. Oh. Um, I would say was. They haven't put music out in a while, but is a... Um, and I'm. It, it's my absolute favorite and has been for a long time. There's a kid... I think he's from LA. His name is Bakar, Bakar, B-A-K-A-R. Um, I don't know where he's from. I just, I was randomly on um, this Instagram of this, uh, they, this thing called Colors. Yeah. Where they do, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where they have like the color background and the artists will do like, a, like um, almost like acoustic unplugged versions of their music. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. He was on there and the song was just like amazing. So I looked him up on Spotify and he's, He's probably who I listen to the most at the moment. Um, nice. I have to look him up. Yeah. So I'm 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 spread across across everywhere between um, Paul Hardcastle, who's that's jazz. So yeah. it's like yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm, I'm kind of everywhere. Yeah. Do you feel like um, the music you listen to inspires your creative process? Yes. Maybe more fuels than inspires. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess that's kind of the same. Yeah. Um, might, gives you that motivational, um, yeah, it, it kind of gives that extra kick to, yeah. um, it, it's, it's the like positive endorphins that keep me pushing through the late nights of, of finishing a project where I'm like way too tired to be doing it, but yeah. then the music has me pumping. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's Snoop Dogg comes on at the just right time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I got to finish it now. <laughs> Oh, now I have to finish the garment. So, you know, we're talking about creativity um, and you're a fashion designer. How do you stay motivated? How do I stay motivated? 
Because I find that's one thing that a lot of creatives um, have to tackle with at some time, finding the right rhythm for them um, to keep going, even when, like you were saying before, even through the late nights. Um, yeah. yeah. I think when my kids come in and they see me sewing something and the way their faces light up to see me creating because they think it's the coolest thing ever for different reasons. My yeah. son, very technical, loves the construction of things. He wants to know how things are made. He's fascinated with working the sewing machine. He can care less about the design side. He just wants to construct. Yeah. yeah. My daughter, on the other hand, she's got all the ideas. She says, how about this color with that color? How about you make this fabric into a dress? How about, you know, she's she's the one that, that wants the, um, she's more of the, the stylist side of things. So just the fact that every time I make something, they think it's just the coolest or even they don't always think it's the coolest. They're very critical about things at times too, which, yeah. which is good too. But I think, I think that's so cool for me. Like it's so, it's, it's enough motivation for me yeah. um, to want to keep going. That and the fact that my, my mind is working, I don't know, like three or four years ahead of my actual physical body. So I'm always playing catch up with myself. So I, I, I have a long time before I can run out of motivation, I think. Yeah, until I, okay, yeah. okay. Um, that's cool. And with your kids, like they're watching you and they're, and they're probably, you know, maybe not thinking these exact thoughts, but they're seeing you do it and they're like, maybe I can do that too. Or if you can do that, then, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's different because I've, nobody's sewed in my family. Yeah. Um, and I never seen that really. I've never seen sewing. I remember the first time I seen um, someone sewing, period, was um, I had to be, uh, maybe 10 years old, 12, maybe. Um, I was in Los Angeles. We were not too far from my grandmother's house. Uh, and there was a dry cleaners on like on the opposite corner. And we were walking by with my cousins. We were just, we would just walk the streets all the time. It was about five of us, but, and I'm walking by this dry cleaners and there's this lady with this huge, big industrial, like green metal like, <laughs> sewing machine, like near the window. And she's just like sewing away. Um, and I and don't get me wrong, I've seen sewing machines and stuff before, yeah, but I don't think yeah. I've actively seen anyone using it. And I was like captivated by that for a while because it was I don't know, I guess it was I guess that I guess that probably connects with around the time I realized that people were like making these things. Yeah, like people putting yeah. this together. So um yeah, I think I think those kind of things are pretty cool. And I think my kids being able to be exposed to that is pretty cool. I mean, they might grow up and not even care about this kind of stuff but just so that they know that it's an option i think that's pretty awesome yeah no i think so too yeah so when you're um designing a new piece whether it's a custom piece or it's something for a new collection do you have like a bit of a process like what does that look like like when you come into whether it's like this room where you've got you know your sewing machines and stuff what do you what's the first step for you the first step. Um, Do you go to, you know, um, like the fabric palette, um, yeah. the fabric store? and? Oh, you've been around for some of my processes, actually. When, <laughs> yeah. I, I love doing 
that. Um, yeah. A lot of times when I don't actually have an idea, but I just feel like making something, I will go to a fabric store. Yeah. So when I don't have any idea, like I'm just motivated to create and I'm just, I don't have a direction yet. A lot of times I will go to a, a fabric store and just walk around. Yeah. Um, 90% of the time, the first couple ideas that come to me um, or the first couple like swatches that I'll get will have nothing to do with the end products. Like it'll just lead me to where I want to go. But um, to be honest, usually I buy the fabric first. Yeah. Um, I find a fabric that I like and it'll be like the jumping off point. And then I'll bring it home. I have no idea what I'm making yet, whether it's going to be for male or female or dress or jacket or pants. I just yeah. like, I connect to the fabric. Then I'm home with the fabric. Then I'll sit with the fabric for a while, obviously depending on how much time I actually have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in, in a perfect world, when I'm, when I'm in control of the time, yeah, I sit with the fabric for a while. Um, and then a lot of times I don't want to make something that I've already made a pattern for. Yeah. Again, for some reason, it's that always challenging. <laughs> it's easy to pull one of my patterns off the wall, lay it down, make a garment. But no, I want to lay it down and use measurements just to chalk out from scratch. Um, that ideation phase. like Yeah, yeah. so I, I literally sketch out the, the, con the constructive pieces of the garment onto the fabric. Yeah, yeah. And then I just start looking at it, figuring out if it makes sense. And if it does make sense, I'll pull out like my like calico or like muslin fabric and then make the garment on there just to make sure because some of the fabric's expensive and if you mess up, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I don't want to go buy this again. Yeah, it's, a, it's an expensive mistake because once things are cut, they're usually cut. Yeah. Especially if it's a custom for somebody. Um, if I'm just making a garment to make, then sometimes you can get away with like making it a bit smaller size or something like that. But yeah. if you mess up a cut on a custom for someone, then you, it's pretty much start over. An expensive mistake. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, so with Lightning Boy, with yourself, what is, um, what is the future? What do you see in your future with the brand? Where are you wanting to take it? So you've just recently um, had some of your pieces modeled and on display at the yeah. Brisbane Fashion Festival Brisbane runway. Brisbane Fashion Festival, yep, on uh, August 24th. Yeah. Uh, or on August 24th, that was, yep. Um, and then recently I did, I talked on a panel for the Mind Your Fashion High Tea. Nice. Um, I spoke so. about men's mental health um, and my connection with the brand and what that all means to me. So that was amazing. Uh, I think in the future here, ideally I would like to in the very near future do a bit more of that. I want I want to do a bit more of connecting with people yeah. in the yeah. terms of mental health. I want to do a bit more. I'd like to do more podcasts discussing around mental health. Um, I really want to dig into that side of it. Um, and I, I really want to, to be a formidable change yeah. for, for men or even young boys or teens going into manhood or, you know, leaving high school. Yeah. Um, and just trying to figure it out. Cause those are the times where you feel like you really need to be your toughest or you yeah. need to be, you know, whatever insert cliche here. Um, and it's so important. Like, 
as much as, you know, we've been seeing a visible sort of shift in the messaging and discussions around mental health yeah. and starting to see more discussions around men's mental health, this is still such a stigma and there's still so many, um, still a massive generation that have grown up with parents who haven't known how to open up on that, especially guys, right. men haven't had to be haven't known how to have those discussions right. because they hadn't had they didn't have them modeled for them um so it's like there's such i think there's such a need for it and it's really important space yeah i hope um i hope to be making making quite a bit of a, a change but on on the clothing and fashion side um i mean in the future here i will be doing a lot more um, shows I will be yeah. doing a lot more yeah. traveling with those shows yeah. um, and I have a lot a lot a lot of pieces to come out like I said my mind is designed about three years ahead um, yeah so if only I could physically catch up that'll be amazing no that's awesome <laughs> um, and you have those pieces well your current collection is yep. out on lightningboy.com.au. That's lightningboy.com.au. And you can use code STORM10 for 10% off. STORM10. Your nice. entire purchase. I like that. Um, and your social media, if people want to find you, what's the best platform? The best, I will always say, at lightningboyclothing on Instagram. And second best? <laughs> I was like prompting TikTok. I know. I was like, I think he's hinting at TikTok. <laughs> or maybe not second best. Maybe. Well, um... no, but see, that was a good alley to, to, to get me to use TikTok. This won't be posted for like two weeks minimum. So Instagram is Lightning Boy Clothing. Yep. Um, and what's the next best platform? The next best platform would have to be TikTok. I'm trying my best to build it up. And my TikTok is at Lightning Boy by CJ. So yes, please follow me on TikTok. I will try to figure out TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think a lot of us are trying to. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on uh, the podcast and having a chat about, you know, what a bit of what you're doing and um, what started it all, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely appreciate it. And I would love to come back on again. Yeah, for I sure. I know I'm we'll have to... still on now, so it's probably a bit <laughs> early to be talking about it. But <laughs> We'll have to talk deeper about some topics next time. Hey, I hope you were inspired and got something out of today's episode. Now, I have a question for you. What keeps you going? Where does your inspiration come from? Let me know on our Instagram or our TikTok at For The Creatives Podcast and I'll see you on the next one.